if you don't put you first, everything else, honestly, it, it, it's just superficial and it's just short term. It is okay to be vulnerable. It is okay to cry. It is okay to have off days. It is okay to reach out for help. It is okay to have a chat about your thoughts and your feelings and your yeah. emotions. And this is this big thing about vulnerability. It's not just a word that's trending or become more open in, in business or in your personal growth. Being vulnerable is gutsy and it's okay. And it's not anything that anyone, I hope, in this year ahead should ever feel like they can't be. Who wants to be an entrepreneur? This isn't a quiz show. This is reality, a real-life discovery of what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. Welcome to a new season of podcast episodes of personal and business coaching topics and techniques around the three pillars of HEW, health, excellence, and wealth. HEW is introducing guests to the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur show based on their own personal experiences a full real-life account of trials and tribulations of what it takes. Hello and welcome to the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur show, episode 92, with myself, Helen Williams, and my co-host, Lauren Brady, for this week where we are bringing to you all about you first and the importance of putting yourself first, especially in light of what has just been a worldwide campaign on mental health, mental health awareness and coping strategies and all of the tips around that. So on Saturday, uh, we filmed a live stream all about our take on mental health, the importance of the recognition of it, the importance of looking after number one, the importance of being aware of your environment and your external influences, and that it's really, really okay to be vulnerable. And we go into this in, in quite a bit of depth. And hopefully you take away some of that permission. You take away some of the tips and advice that we give you. Um, because, you know, we cannot achieve whatever it is that we want to achieve if we are not looking after ourselves. And our mental health, our health in general, underpins absolutely everything that we do so sit back relax as always enjoy if you're taking things from it then please let us know engage with us on social media share tag help as many people as you can with this message because if we start to look after ourselves we can start soldiering on and helping more and more people around the world just the basic principles of caring and sharing can make massive ripples around the globe so thank you and enjoy we were just talking before uh, we came on live talking about this this day and how much we wanted to have a conversation but also how much we are very aware like very very aware of how many different perspectives there are on this conversation um, and we wanted to make sure that we start off by saying you know obviously it's world mental health day for us health we talk daily like this you know for anyone who's around us a lot or has been following our feed for a while you know <laughs> laughing the two of us with our humongous water bottles um, and <laughs> uh, you know we talk about health in lots of different aspects but mental health is something that we don't really talk on publicly that much but really glad that the pillar of our business means that this conversation is happening and you know we're both um, personal development business coaches primarily but 
we talk to people about their mindset and about their attitude and their actions towards growth. So, yeah, we just want to start this conversation with this is just our personal perspective as it sits today. And we reserve the right for that to be very different to someone else's. And we just hope that by sharing and being ourselves, it's very much a chat um, that, you know, it helps other people just get into this conversation and feel, you know, they're, they're part of the right place and the right team. I mean, I just want to, I just want to say off the back of that, Lauren, you're right. We don't necessarily, you know, position ourselves because we're not mental health practitioners, right? But here's the thing I think that there is so, there's so much kind of fear around the terminology of mental health. Hmm. There's so much stigma around it and it's as though, oh, we can't comment on that or we can't say anything on that because we're not a professional in it. But, however, we do work with people and their mindset and their lives every single day. You know, we don't take that shit, like, less than serious, you know? Um, And that, it it does encompass their mental health. So, you know, I don't think that we should be, that we should be fearful of putting that stake in the ground. No. Yes, we're not practitioners. Yeah. But it is it is absolutely vital as a part of the puzzle for somebody's personal development and um, self-growth journey. Yeah. And this is the thing, Helen, I'm like, let's go straight in, in terms of what we do. is When we talk to people about things that they're getting in their way or that they're not currently happy with, often, yeah. you know, again, it's, it's something that when we start to unpick and start to unlearn some habits and behaviours and mindsets that are holding them back, um, you know, we were just talking today about a couple of clients who we get so excited when our clients have like breakthrough moments and wins within their own mindset, actions, results. Uh, and me and Helen were just discussing a couple of clients. I was like, oh, I'm so excited for this one client because really started to like, you know, they're just really moving forward in a positive direction. And this is probably four, five, six weeks into their three months program. Um, yeah. And seeing people's mood lighten, seeing their hope. You know, when we talk about World Mental Health Day and we talk about you know, what is it that people sometimes feel really depleted on? It's hope. It's the idea that, you know, what's happening today or this week or this year, you know, where's the hope in that things will grow and get better and that we have some element of control over it? Because there's so many people, especially this year, yeah, who just feel like they've got no control over anything, which yeah. is where we come in and go, let's look at what you can control. Let's look at what you can really keep hold of. And then look at the things that, you know, are completely out of your responsibility. They're really out of like, doesn't matter how much we wish differently, totally out of our realm. Letting that shit go. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's, let's get straight into it then in terms of, you know, how we do um, help people and how we do then, we, you know, we do drive it home about hashtag you first because that, you know, that's what it's all about. Every single aspect of somebody's uh, life, somebody's goals, somebody's business, it is hashtag you first. That comes up yeah. time and time again. So where does where does that come in? And particularly then with the with the first pillar of of HEW, which is health. Yeah, I think okay. So this is one that I get I get a bit hopping with, and I'll be all like <laughs> like this moving around. So when we talk about putting yourself first in your personal development, in your business, whatever it may be, sometimes it just comes across as what we mean is put you first in the gym, put you first on, um, you know, healthy nutrition. The whole thing about putting yourself first is just that you, you, if you don't put yourself as a priority and if you don't give yourself 
the tools, the time, all these other words that you require to be happy, to be healthy, um, to be productive, to move forward, to move towards the life or the goal that you want. If you don't put you first, everything else, honestly, it, it, it's just superficial and it's just short term. Because, you know, we often have business, business owners who are like, are we looking for this, you know, marketing strategy? Are we looking for this social media strategy? Are we looking for this, you know, how do I get communication to close the sales strategy? I'm like, we can give you all that. But here's the thing, they're often short-term things to a problem, which is if you are not putting your confidence, your well-being, and putting everything about you first, mm -hmm. all the other stuff just flakes away around it. And, I, you know, I get yeah. really into it when, we, when people start to really get it. They're like, ah, so by me not speaking up in a meeting, I'm not putting myself first. I'm like, yes. By me not having boundaries with family relationships or, you know, professional relationships and saying, oh, no, I'll do another I'll do another 30, 40 minutes in that task and I won't go to the gym or I won't, you know, go to bed at the time that I want to get the sleep that I want because I have to do something for other people. I'm like, no, no, no. If you don't put you first, uh, you are going to end up depleted and you are going to end up at the point where what can you give? And this is something that we were just talking about in terms of the change in this mindset, maybe over the last 10, 20, 30 years, especially yeah. in females where, you know, we were kind of conditioned, you know, to put other people ahead of us. You know, we were, me and Helen were both talking about, you know, we both really close and love our mums, but they were from a generation and a time where you didn't put, they didn't put their career first, they didn't put their needs first, and it didn't always serve them well. It didn't get them to where they wanted to be. It didn't make them any happier. Yeah. So for us, you first is very much, it's not selfish, it's not indulgent, it's not any other of those type of words that you might spring to mind. It's about, really making sure that you're the most critical part of everything that you do yeah yeah i mean one one task that we always suggest that people take on and undertake is the fact that we can often get into the mindset of everything around our schedule and around what we're doing being busy yeah. every day is all focused around our business or our careers and, and workload um so we have to. We have to give permission to people yeah. to put themselves first, to do things for themselves. And a task that we give them is when you're looking at your schedule and when you're looking at your workload priorities, is start to identify three things that you can do for yourself on a daily basis. Yeah. And that might seem trivia, or it might seem impossible. Like depends on where you're at. But this could mean anything, like, you know, a 20-minute walk in the morning, reading a, a book, journaling, meditating for 10 minutes, um, having a conversation with a friend uh, or a, a family member, yeah. um, and putting actual time aside for something that's you-related and yeah. not necessarily business and work-related. Yeah. And this, the actual shift that you get in clients from this is massive because it's massive isn't it because they're yeah. like oh yeah i've never considered that so i'm just oh, thinking I've never about prioritized it you know as you were doing your list there i was also thinking of some of the random stuff that people put on their themselves list so yeah. like i have a client who again and it's, it's a guy it's not a female i'm like you know you feel good when you have your hair cut. And they're like, yeah. And you know the way, I think every man is like, you know, whether it's, men have to get the hair cut so often. <laughs> so they're like, you know, getting my hair cut. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling good going into that, you know, that next meeting. 
I remember one for me is um, making my bed. Like, it's such a small thing. But, you know, some people just hop out of bed on the hop. And they're, like, you know, running to a gym session, running to a meeting, running for a commute, whatever it may be. Um, one of my things is I've got to, walk, like, really nicely make the bed. You know, pillows, gap cushions, all that shit. And, you know, that means that when I come home that night, I'm, like, in such a much better mood because my bed's tidy and my where I'm going to rest and sleep it is good. So, like, when we speak to people about what's going on that list, it's not – this is the thing you first – it's not just about go and nail it in a gym session. Right. It can be, like you say – you first might be you you making the choice of where you eat lunch or what you eat for dinner rather than where your partner or the colleagues that are going to pick up a you know a sandwich or a burger and something that's not going to feed into your goals or make you feel good what's the thing that put for you just three things every day if people aren't used to it sometimes three sounds like three whole things for me and that's when you're going to go really simple three things for you could be you know i need to drink that twice today it could be whatever whatever it is that just got to get in the habit of putting me into the diary yeah. i mean i i'm specifically thinking of two individuals um a guy and and a young woman who was working with me and the permission that i've had to give to them for being kind to themselves and to have a little bit of fun yeah has just been unreal yeah. um and it is specifically that like the three things for them it could be anything from that's, that takes 20 minutes in in, a, in its entirety through a day yeah. or a couple of hours. Yeah. And you know, that could be, like, you know, painting your nails or yeah. anything. But the, all of these things, right, and that's why I said it all sounds a little bit trivia, but yeah. all of these things are all feeding in to what you think about yourself, how you feel yes. about yourself, like your self-worth, your self-respect, your self-confidence. And it's absolutely key and vital for how then you're um, applying in every single which way so into business into your relationships how you're speaking to others how you're showing up what decisions you're making and we don't we don't often quantify it in that way we just think that oh i've not got time for that i'm not going to for that but don't actually look at that bigger picture of how it's affecting you and you said this earlier didn't you lauren in terms of um was it was it your mom that you said yeah go on go on you say it my mum has this saying, <laughs> and this is where we were talking. Like, we say this with, I mean, so much respect for the women who came before us in the generations and the work that they did. Like, they were the first, in my opinion, they were the first generation who worked full time, still raised a, a family, still took care of a household, and nobody thought they deserved a pat on the back for it. You know, it wasn't like uh, anything like that. Yeah. Um, they certainly didn't have any community on Instagram to turn to for, you know, a little bit of support. But my mum, whenever she was as a female at that generation, if she did anything for herself, it was deemed quite indulgent. So when I was growing up and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to get a massage or, uh, you know, I remember the first time I'd hit a really big goal, sort of fitness, and I booked a book to go and have a personal shopper experience and, you know, go and get someone to, you know, style me and dress me out. I mean, these kind of things, my mum would be like, aren't you good to yourself? My mum's Irish, I won't try and do her accent on a live, but I do it regularly for my friends. And she'd be like, you're good to yourself, aren't you? And I'm always like, yeah, yeah, I am. And I always thought it was a strange saying. It wasn't meant as a dig. But what she meant is, it's strange for her to see a female not always putting something else first. And sometimes when we talk about you first, people really don't understand that we're not saying put yourself you're the only per your 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 voice is the only important one your opinion is your only no it's none of that shit it's about going 
yes, aren't you good to yourself? So if you need everybody to think of it, think about my mum in an Irish accent, aren't you good to yourself? And you're like, yes, I am, Kathleen. I'm dead good to myself because and my, my constant response is, I am mum, because if I'm not good to me, who's going to be? And she's like, that's it. And it's funny, she's got older and now she's retired. And she's like, you know what? Like, my mum's great now, so I come off for a manicure, I'm off for a massage. But if you'd said that to her when she had three kids and she was working full time, she would have thought that was indulgent. So it's, yeah, it's really important, I think, to, to not get caught in the, aren't you good to yourself? Fuck, too right I am. Yeah. But it could be just the simple things, you know, of, like we've said, doesn't have to cost money. It doesn't have to be no. lavish and, you know, as though you're going out and you, it's just kind of transacting of um, financial um, no. value and gain every day. It's not <laughs> like that. It could just be just to sit in peace and quiet with a cup of tea. Yeah. Like, well, I'm just, you, we're like, we're like the queen of naps and baths. Like, if anyone's oh, like... Yeah. <laughs> Lauren and Helen, not together, like. But we're like, what are you doing? Like, uh, just schedule. Then a 20-minute nap. And then what are you doing? And then I'm having a bath. You know, Helen, I love it with you. Like, you did a really great post earlier, and I know you, you're happy for me to bring this up here, but for anyone who doesn't um, follow Helen on a personal page, but Helen did some really a great posts about, you know, you've had, a, you've had a, a bit of a year, like this 2020, you know, obviously everybody's had the challenge of the pandemic, but you've gone through some big changes you know, in your personal life and in your relationship. And, you know, it's been tough and you've had illnesses in the family. You've had loads of things going on where, you know, you've still showed up every day as a professional and for yourself. But, you you know, you're really vulnerable now. You're able to go back now and say, hey, listen, I'm going to share. There was points where we were going live and an hour previous you were in floods of tears and you were, you know, like, right, really, like, struggling to you know, compose and get yourself together because you are human. And sometimes people look, especially when someone's publicly able to speak or present or hold a conversation or they're in a role where they support other people, they forget that that's the person sometimes who's human. Yeah. And they're allowed, more than allowed, to have a point where they go, this is shit and I'm struggling. And, you know, when we talk about health, mental health and clarity, it doesn't need to be at the point where someone is needs you know, it's not to say that it has to be at a certain level before you say, this is tough and this is hard and I need help. And I think that vulnerability, I just think it's amazing. And I think more people, the more people share that, it's not looking for anything other than it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah, because just, we are. I do, it was important for me, um, Lauren, it, and it is anyway. I mean, particularly, I, I do share quite a lot on here on HGW anyway yes. through our podcast. You know, I'm, I'm very, very open. I'm very transparent. My, you know, I share a lot of personal stuff with my clients for, you know, personal experiences, how yeah. I've dealt with things, yeah. you know, the challenges that I've come across in business and in life, relationships, financially, uh, with parents, just anything. You know, yeah. I, I share, yeah. I share, I share. And I'm a massive, massive advocate of, you know, you... You help people via experience, not via reading a freaking book and reciting it. You know that you're a teacher if you do that. You're a teacher. You're a preacher. Yeah. You know, we 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 get in dirty. We roll our sleeves yeah. up. You know we 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 speak and we act and we coach uh, from from a, a place of experience. And it was really it was really important for me to share this today for people to relate. Um, and to give permission again that it is okay it is okay to be vulnerable it is okay to cry it is okay to have off days it is okay to reach out for help 
it is okay to have a chat about your thoughts and your feelings and your yeah. emotions. And like, it, even my mom, my mom has been sort of like, but are you really okay, Helen? And I'm like, yeah, I am mom, but some days I'm not. And some yeah. days I'm, or I've not been. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm great now, I'm grand. Um, but it's, it, like I said, I can speak, to, I can speak of things now from this perspective. But some days I've not, but it's been down to my own awareness and my own ability to sit with the thoughts and sit with something that's not felt good. Yeah. And I've shared it. You know, yeah. I've shared so much with you um, on a day-to-day basis. You know, we always do that with one another. We have our own, like, mini coaching sessions with yeah. each other of yeah. being a sounding board and a support yeah. mechanism for one another. And I think that's that's brutally important. Yeah. And I've just, I've learned over the years to sit with what is. We always say that your emotions are signposts for something. You know, we don't have to necessarily then label them good or bad. They are just what they are. And some days I've just had to fucking, sorry for swearing, but sit with it and just let it, just let it roll. And if the tears are there, I've just let them flow. I've not resisted anything because if we do all of this and we put the resistance up, Hmm. it becomes like, it becomes the it becomes the elephant in the room. Yeah. All we've done is we, we sweep it we sweep it under the carpet to deal with later. And I'm a massive when, believer. When is later? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm a massive believer of well, no, you have to just get that shit out and deal with it. Yeah. And I I've been able to do that, like you've just said about the fact of if I've had any if I've had any issues or anything that's bothered me, get it out, talk about it, release it. And then be able to then, you know, the show must go on, put your lippy on and, and, and get yeah. on with the job. Yeah. Years ago, I never used to do that. I used to bottle it all up. If somebody asked me if I was okay, I'd, I'd say, yeah, 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 I'm, gr- I'm, I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. And I just put this facade up. Now I'm just like, no chance. I've learned the hard way with it. So I'm, I'm just thinking, you've just made a right uh, memory of a flashback for me of, times when I was in my earlier career as an entrepreneur and people were saying you have to be positive and you have to have solutions I'm like yeah yeah and you don't want to be someone who you know I've got a problem for every solution because that also doesn't always help there is a difference between just putting a face on yeah I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine yeah I'm dead positive everything's good everything's great and especially when someone is like an a-type personality a leader um, uh, a business owner, a driver of a team, a driver of people. Mm. It is exactly, yeah, no, everything's great. I've got to be positive. I've got to lead. Leadership and being positive and finding solutions is one thing. It doesn't mean you can't be vulnerable and it doesn't mean then you have to become like what some people perceive as a wet blanket. When you yeah. were saying that about, I was in my earlier part of my career, my early 20s, I'd be like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then I keep my emotions in and then they just bubble out. And then, you know, they'd come. And it's funny, it was always after like two glasses of white wine. And I was like, fucking hell, I'm really emotional after white wine. You know, you've just been suppressing it for like six months or whatever it's been. And then it comes out. And it's a case of just thinking of yourself like that pressure cooker, personal business, let it out, be vulnerable. Know, know who you feel comfortable and safe being vulnerable with. You know, again, me and Helen, we're very lucky. We're in business with, with each other. Very lucky we are. But it means that, you know, I was really sick at, you know, in September. Um, I was really beating myself up. I was feeling proper, like, annoyed at myself because I was like, where is 5 a.m. Lauren gone to? Why is Lauren not able to do, you know, all this? And I was just like an absolute, like, Argh! And Helen had to sit me down. She's like, we're not talking business for now. We're just going to talk about you. And we did it. We did. We did. And I was like, I feel much better now, thanks. But you have to have those people 
I personally think you should have those people who you feel vulnerable with. And hiring a coach, we're not, like I say, we're not here just always to comfort or pat, far from it. We've got clients who are on this live now, they're like, fucking hell, they're really, you know, they give me kicks up the bum weekly. But yeah. that's because we know where you are emotionally, because we've got had that built a relationship over. It's one of the reasons that we don't do, people sometimes say, you know, is it like a two-hour session and then, you know, that's it. I'm like, we actually really stay away from short-term fixes with a lot of people because we need, you know, we need 10, 15 hours with you to really get to know you, get your barriers down for you to feel comfortable, vulnerable, communicate. And this is this big thing about vulnerability. It's not just a word that's trending or, you know, become more open in, in business or in your personal growth. Being vulnerable is gutsy and it's okay and it's not anything that anyone I hope in this year ahead should ever feel like they can't be and yeah. if you don't know who you feel safe being vulnerable with genuinely you know there's people around you I'm sure of it who are and that's where people like myself and Helen are there to go listen we will give you the advice that we hope will help and you know the context but the tools so that you can be comfortable with being vulnerable within your workplace and within your relationships as well. I think with the vulnerability, um, the, the the first part of call there is being vulnerable with yourself and allowing that to happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. allowing, you know, allowing that shift to happen and that acceptance because, you know, everybody has responsibilities. Have everybody at some point in life feels a bit weighted down, yeah. and I like to describe it as uh, life being a, a, a tapestry. Yeah. of everything you know we've got we've got relationships we've got financial stuff and responsibilities you may have got children and family you may have got somebody that's ill you may have got an illness yourself that you're challenged with you may have got um challenges in your business and it just seems to just be like waiting down on you the whole yeah. time yeah and 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 you know the saying of it never it never seems to rain it just pours and yeah. but again that's okay but it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's like a catastrophe for you to feel that, you know, you need to accept some vulnerability. It could be anything. It could be anything, you know, that you're uncertain about. It could be something that you're, um, that you're doubting yourself on. It's, it could be some emotions that you, that you're unsure how to sit with. It could be absolutely anything. But what we're saying is it's absolutely okay. Everything is okay. As long as you're giving yourself that permission and not hiding it, not resisting it, not suppressing it, yeah. then that's where it that's where it has to come out because there is always a solution. On there's always a solution, and what one of the things that I know is very close to myself and Helen. Um, in the last twelve months, we've both had losses close to us, uh, who people who've lost their life due to mental health, and it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And I know the problems might keep coming up again, and again. It might be getting about this problem and then another problem, but it's a final solution to something that we could have fixed and that we could have, we could have kept working through. What you did, what you just made me think of there, H, was um, I had a really good conversation the other day with my brother-in-law, and um, we were just talking about you know how people are adapting to different things. I can't remember what context it's in, but basically we were saying all of us as humans we're only one thing away from our life being completely different. I.e., one one job loss. One loss of a family member, um, one big financial worry, um, you know, one change in dynamics of, you know, a relationship, one global pandemic, you know, every single one. No one's immune to this. 
we're only one life-changing circumstance away from potentially everything being completely different. And so we're not trying to, you know, create a drama or, you know, like, um, you know, like a big fear monger around that. But it's why when we look at our mental health, let's not just look at it and go in, let's wait till we're at a point where, you know, we are really weighed down, but looking at what we can do to boost our mental well-being and our mental health every day. We love the, you know, the conversations that are happening over, you know, the last two, three days, the whole of this weekend around this subject. But we want to make sure that we're clear that we're talking about this every day, putting yourself first so that when these waves do come and hit, because we're all human and the waves will come, like I say, we're all one 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 change of circumstance away from it potentially all feeling very wrong or different we want to make sure that by putting yourself first getting those foundations set getting the good habits and routines taking care of your health in every single way mentally emotionally physically means that when that storm comes we can get back up a little bit yeah and you know if the next storm comes we can get back up again and as I say, not looking at anything where, you know, a, te- um, a permanent solution to what could have been a temporary problem. Because I think there's people around all of us, you know, I think this is going to sound a little bit cheesy, but I genuinely mean it. There's someone somewhere in the world that's that's thinking of you and all the, the, you know, that comment you said to them that made them feel good. Or that time, you know, you maybe worked with someone 10 years ago and they still remember you as, you know, a great influence or a great person to be around. Um, you know, you might be the auntie or uncle or mom or dad to, to a child who thinks you are the absolute world, who doesn't care about that storm that's coming and making you doubt everything. So I think just taking all of that into perspective is that putting yourself first because other people may rely on you and your business may need you. But by putting yourself at the centre of that and really looking at that health, you should be, yeah, you should be in a much better stead to, to yeah. deal with the waves. Yeah, and it, 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 great point, Lauren, um, made there, um, because it, you know it is, it, you know, we're getting really deep on this, and it, but it is so, it is so it, real and raw, and it can be very, very different for a lot of people. Yeah, like that. Yeah, um, you know, and this is why it is something that it needs to have that level of attention and focus and priority every single day it's not when the emergency button goes off yeah it's not when the shit hits the fan it's every single day that we're just edging that little bit closer to you know keeping ourselves fueled keeping ourselves feeling good and edging to that level of excellence that's better for you level of excellence for you and you know when people are always saying about um um the be kind campaign that obviously came um from the beginning of the year i'm all for that i'm all for it but I'm going to say, with your kindness, it starts with you. Yeah. Be kind to your freaking self. Yeah. Don't try and fix everybody else and being there for everyone else. Yeah. When you need to be there for yourself. Yeah. You need to be kind to yourself. You need to be respectful of yourself. Yeah. You need to have that self-worth. You yeah. need to be confident within yourself. Yeah. And it, it, Honestly, it all starts with you through everything. And I hope um, we are, what day are we? So we've got nine tips so far out of the 10 days of um, of October for the Stop and Grow campaign that we're doing. Yeah. And hopefully you're all taking from that on, you know, the things that we can that we can be aware of 
that yeah. we're that we're doing or we're not doing to ourselves because you know that is that is the level of, of mentality as well and, and it all feeds in your mm. mindset and your your level of your health physical emotional and mental because they're all related everyone underpins absolutely everything that you do it underpins how successful you are. It underpins how you perceive things. It underpins how um, how responsive you're going to be. It underpins your happiness. It underpins your self-satisfaction. Absolutely everything. None of the external strategies, none of the, uh, the financial denominators or anything else mean jack shit without you being quantified within the equation. I just um, thought there, Helen, as well, with that stop campaign, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's yes. all on the grid. Um, we, we kind of jumped on the back of stop, um, what did we call the no alcohol thing in October? Stoptober? Stoptober. Stoptober. And what we wanted to just be aligned with is, what can you stop doing in the month of October that will actually help you grow? And some yeah. of the things that, you know, stop talking to yourself like shit, you know, yeah. stop neglecting your own needs. It's all very much in this. But um, it's funny, actually, we, we, we're not going to touch on it much now. We're just about to wrap up. But one of the things that I know you stopped doing when you were having a storm earlier in the year, when you were having a rough ride, you decided to stop drinking alcohol for, and you did, you, you did like over 50 days. And yeah, I'm on, it's something I've continued now. I'm yeah. on day 35 of 90. Yeah. It's amazing now how quick that's gone. For me, it was one of the kindest things I did to myself <laughs> was stop just living in a social environment that I had got used to and like everyone my age and in my social circle was doing. And when I decided to stop drinking alcohol, I'm lucky. I, I, I know I'm lucky. I've never really had large bouts of ill mental health. You know, I've never been very anxious or anything. But I realized when I was after I drank alcohol and especially if you're on the sesh, like, you know, this one was, you know, going out for dinner and coming home at 4am. You know, the anxiety that comes on the back of that is just natural from what you put into yourself. So it's what you can stop doing and what you can start doing to be kind to yourself. We're not saying everybody needs to stop doing this or stop doing that. But what we always say is from our own experience, what you put into yourself, into your mind, into your body, into your ears, into what you're reading that's the stuff. If you can stop putting things in front of you or into you that add to your your woes or add to your weight, put yourself first. You know, I would. I was always one who's like, well, you know, I'll have a glass of wine because it's open and everybody else is. What I had to think is, Lauren, doesn't help you. It doesn't make you get up in the morning and feel ace about what you're doing. It doesn't coincide with the life that you want to build now. So stop and grow. And I think that's where the stop and grow campaign, we just want to say that's where it came from. Is it in line with Stoptober? Look at what you can stop doing and what you can really grow. Stop with what's not helping. And it, it, it's, it, it, like I said, it is all very, very constructive and conducive to all of the your, your mental health as well. Um, because every single decision that you that you take, it, it it's coming from there. It's, yeah. It, you know, and, it, and it's attached to your heart, it's attached to your gut, and it, it, it's putting it all together to something that's going to help you, serve you every single day and not yeah. detract you from the levels of happiness, satisfaction, success, and everything else that, you, that, that you're deserving of. Everybody is. We're all yeah. here on this on this living plane of life. Yeah. Like, 
you know, let, let's give ourselves the best opportunity of enjoying it all and fulfilling it to, to what, what's out there and the yeah. potential. And that, you know, we have to take responsibility for that. We have to. Um, and, you know, we can do it in the most simple ways and we don't have to be changing the world. Your goals don't have to be, uh, you know, to be on the top 100 rich list or, you know, in featuring in Forbes magazine or being award winning or anything like that. Your every single day approach to life is just as important, if not more important, than mm-hmm. all of the gigantic goals that are out there. Yeah, it's so funny because whenever we speak to clients and we say, you know, they go, yeah, my business has grown and you know I'm financially this or that, and then they go, but it's 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 when I've got less stress, it's when I feel more comfortable in my internal dialogue, all of those things. So listen, we've got loads of content on this stuff, and we wanted to just make sure today we joined in the conversation. It's been great, actually. I can see there's people who've been with us here. We've been chatting away for a good half yeah. an hour as well. Um, if, you are yeah. listen, if, you are, if you are listening or watching this back uh, at a later date, um, please do tag and share people. We don't do this enough. And me and Helen have got to hold our hands up. We don't ask for our community to tag, share, or engage with us as much as we should do. But if there's someone around you who you think it's a good conversation to listen to about, you know, uh, be good to yourself and be kind and start with you, please do. We really appreciate it. This is not us looking for sales or business. What we're looking for is this conversation. We just don't know when someone needs to hear it or when they want to have a little bit of Lauren and Helen in their back pocket and having a chat away and, you know, resonating with it. Because with all this conversation this weekend, it's not it's not just a campaign. It's not just a one day thing. This is ongoing and the storms are going to keep coming because that's life. So let's make sure that we've got people's back and we've got their support wraps there for them. Amen. Thank you for listening to the HEW podcast. For continued support, please subscribe using iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play or SoundCloud. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please leave a five-star review on your download platform. Tune in for more value and more content the same time next week.